Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And uh, guys, how, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing well. Ready yeah. for some uh, Shepherd Hoops tonight. Shepherd Hoops tonight. Colin, how you yep, doing? Yep, Shepherd Hoops on the TV side, WVU men's basketball on the radio side. Excited for yeah. Gerald, how you basketball. Doing Ready for Shepherd Hoops. Says the guy that might not even be coming. That's true. <laughs> I'm still going to be rooting for him, though. All right, well, we're going to start off the show on a serious note. Uh, thoughts and prayers with the Heffley family as Rich Heffley passed away last night. And, uh, you know, kindest man, one of the kindest men I've ever met. Uh, didn't even know the guy last year, really. And uh, he... You know, took me in when I wanted a car, and he was like, "We're gonna find you this car. This is the car you want. We're gonna put you in this car." And he gave me a heck of a deal. And thoughts and prayers with the Heffley family as they have to deal with this right now. Uh, we're thinking of you guys, and uh, just uh, sad to hear. You know, just randomly, just you know, what happened is just so sad. Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with obviously uh, the Heffley family and the Heffley uh, group there, and the employees at. The dealership it's a sad day and that's why uh you always want to keep your loved ones close and let them know that you love them because you never know when something like this could happen to somebody in your family potentially so definitely a sad day but our thoughts are with them and got to remember the good times yeah definitely a very sad day i didn't know the heffleys i don't know the heffleys personally but um you know still thoughts and prayers are with them and uh you know, anytime there's such a sudden death, it, it really, I mean, it hurts no matter what, but it's just like something so sudden like that is very uh, sad to hear about. So, And if there's one thing you probably would want to talk about, that's Martinsburg basketball. Big Martinsburg guy, a Martinsburg alum. Chase's son went to Martinsburg. And Martinsburg made a comeback last night, got a big win on the, on the basketball court, Colin. Yeah, they did. It wasn't a win like we expected, but they still were able to get the job done 60-50, to 50 over Washington in which a game Washington led at the half 22-20 it was a very low scoring game and kind of playing right into the hands of the Washington Patriots for a majority of that game uh Martinsburg took the lead at the probably halfway through the third quarter and didn't look back but it, it was a weird night for them a night that overall wasn't too bad obviously because you got the win but you look at that first half and just and even sometimes in the second half, some shots that you were really surprised somehow didn't go in. And honestly, it felt more of just bad luck than poor shooting at times. And nonetheless, they got the win. But it wasn't as a dominating win as we expected to kind of, I guess, give a confidence boost to Martinsburg. Like I felt like it was going to be before going into last night's game. It seemed to me from just watching the studio, like Martinsburg really didn't come out with a whole lot of intensity. Uh, but I also think that Washington has improved quite a bit. I think they actually have some talent. It was nice to finally see 
this team to get a read on the progress they've made from last year to this year. And I think they have taken some good strides. Uh, and it's pretty clear with you know the last couple of games they played, we're pretty close to knocking off Musselman. And last night, you know, had that game for the majority of it until late in the fourth quarter when things kind of started to slip uh, for Washington and they end up losing by 10. But I think it's clear that this team's getting better in the Patriots. And Martinsburg just didn't have, you know, it to begin the game, but eventually they uh, turned things around. I think that's a good sign that they did uh, find a way to win that game despite not really coming out with the intensity that I think that they wanted to come out with. And that happens, I think, at all levels of basketball, but especially high school, you know, sometimes kids just don't come out and play their best. And I mean, they are high school kids at the end of the day, so they did get the win. Uh, if you're Martinsburg, that's important. But for Washington, too, I think there's a lot of positives to take from that game because, you know, you look at how you played the first time against Martinsburg and it wasn't close at all, but this time you gave them a real battle. You're getting better. Um, they're just not quite there where they can consistently win games in the EPAC. But next year, you know, Washington returns a lot of talent. I like some of their players. Uh, they have a good post presence down low that is very young, a sophomore. Yeah, Welty looked really impressive. Yeah, I liked too. his you know size and just ability to finish underneath. Uh, the Birch kid, while he didn't make a whole lot of shots, he's got a good-looking shot, so they just didn't fall for him last night. Um, so Washington clearly has, you know, some talented guys, um, and they Zimmerman had some nice drives to the lane. So, you know, they're going to be a team that I think you will see next year probably be in, you know, the 8-9-10 win column I think is very possible for this team next year where they continue to just, you know, be a tough team that you don't want to overlook. But um, they're just not quite there yet, but I think – they have gotten a lot better, and you got to, uh, you know, respect your opponent each and every time. I think Martinsburg hopefully learned that lesson, and uh, they can come out and play with more intensity in their next few games. Because Hedgesville, if you don't come out with intensity against them, they'll make you pay for it. That is very true, Nick. Other EPAC games last night: uh, Jefferson fell to George Washington, seventy-nine fifty-four. As the Cougars now are ten and six on the season, going zero and two down at the Parmar shootout in uh, at West Virginia State. And we saw Cos last night at the game, and, and he made a, a great point to me, which I'd like to bring up, is that it appears that Jefferson, like, they can run the panhandle. They can do really well in the panhandle. But I don't know what it is. It just seems like when they're not in the panhandle, they don't play very well. Yeah, it could be just travel in general or maybe the teams they're playing. But it's weird because Jefferson – plays well around here and, and yeah. i think it's pretty clear that the teams around here are pretty solid uh and they've been able to beat those teams but for whatever reason when they head toward charleston or or anywhere else in the state or even out of state sometimes they just don't perform at a high level so maybe they gotta change some things with their travel i don't know what it would be but uh, this is clearly a Cougars team that has talent, and we've seen what they are able to do when they're on. But these la- these two games definitely kind of discourage your thought processes. It's still that Jefferson, I think, will come out of e- the EPAC and be one of the two yeah. teams that made the state tournament. But they, you don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to do anything when they get to Charleston, which is you know disappointing because there's clearly some talent on this roster, and they clearly 
have the ability to beat and win against good teams up in the EPAC, but just haven't been able to do that against the other teams in the state. And until they show they can do that, you know, it really does make you question uh, this team. And it's hard to place them higher than, you know, a six or seven, eight seed in the uh, tournament. I mean, presuming if they win the EPAC, they'll be higher than the eight, but, uh, or if they come out of this region too. But I mean, we'll just have to wait and see where this Cougars team finishes. But at this point in the year, just haven't been able to do that, you know, when they played it out of their uh, comfort of the Eastern Panhandle. I mean, it was a 24-3 to in the first quarter. That's just so uncharacteristic. I mean, Jefferson only shot 39%. They were 8 of 27 from 3. Um, it's just very uncharacteristic. Yeah, there's no explanation that we can give for how they performed at the Parmar Classic, correct? Parmar Shootout. Shootout, okay. So, 0-2, you didn't want that. You'd be okay with 1-1, one one, obviously, want to go 2-0 and and be a team that, in our minds, could be a competitor come the state tournament because, most likely, South Charleston and GW are going to be two teams down in Charleston when it comes time for the tournament. And the fact that you didn't even come close to competing with GW and Still lost pretty significantly, even though it was a little bit more of a competitive game with South Charleston. Uh, makes you worry about this Jefferson team, who we still think is the best team around here, honestly. I mean, you put Spring Mills in that conversation, but we saw Jefferson dominate them. So it hurts the confidence in Jefferson, and then it hurts the confidence overall in the Eastern Panhandle because you're like, if Jefferson can't beat them, who can yeah, and, and the other point. thing is there's no guarantee, too, that Jefferson makes it out of the section or makes it out of the region, I should say, more so than making it out of the section. I think they can probably make it out of the section against Musselman and Washington. But, um, yeah, I just think you can't guarantee a region championship for this team necessarily. Uh, while I do think that they are the most talented and when they're playing at their A game, they will beat every team around here. Hedgesville did knock him off earlier. So, I mean, if you get matched up with them again and Hedgesville's playing the right style of basketball or even Spring Mills, you know, they're just not turning it over like they did last time around. Maybe they could even knock off Jefferson in a regional championship game. So there's no guarantee that they'll make it even to Charleston, but you do think that, you know, on paper that this team has a lot of talent. They've played at a high level before. They've played well against good competition. Just, uh, you know, in these non-EPAC games around the state haven't been able to beat these teams so I don't know what it is but they'll have to you know refocus here and, and maybe this is the motivation this Cougars team needs to come out in the next few weeks and, and prove us all wrong and go to Charleston and you know make some noise yeah they'll have four games within the next uh, I guess technically when they play again it'll be four games within a week they'll host Washington Friday Tuesday doesn't make sense oh no tuesday they're at spring mills sorry i was reading something wrong tuesday they'll be at spring mills wednesday they're home against hampshire and friday they're at musselman so that's a big week coming up next week uh, against a musselman team that's really coming up right now with troy wollston coming back and then spring mills you know we saw what they did to them at the cougar cage it was a you know a 19 point victory but you never know uh with the way the, that spring mills has been playing lately guys yeah, I said after that game, uh, that was the worst game of the year 
for Spring Mills, and obviously they're going to do their best to not play like that again. So it could be a even more competitive game. It'll be a home game for the Cardinals too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they could flip the script and get the win. But at the same time, we say it, and Nick has said it over and over. I know Spencer has too. When Jefferson has their A game, they can't be beat in the Eastern Panhandle, it seems like. And we just can't figure out why. As soon as they leave the Eastern Panhandle, things fall apart for the Cougars. Yeah, I think you know Spring Mills could definitely give them a battle. Uh, for whatever reason, they just weren't able to execute against that press of Jefferson. Um, and... I think they might have figured some things out with that. But the big thing for Spring Mills is they're pretty limited in terms of what they can do in games that get competitive because sometimes they get in foul trouble and they only use, you know, six, seven guys. So, I mean, when you have a limited rotation like that, especially against a team like Jefferson that plays fast, that's constantly going at you, you're going to pick up fouls. And it's going to be very tough then for a team like Spring Mills to rely on its role players when you're going up against Jefferson, who has, you know, three guys that average in double figures, uh, and they do have the role players that can contribute enough to even help their team if they get in foul trouble. So that's going to be really important for Spring Mills next week is to not be in foul trouble and and also break the press and kind of play your style of basketball, which they were unable to do last time. We'll see if things change this time around playing at home. Yeah, you bring up Spring Mills. They played last night Southern Fulton out of Pennsylvania on senior night. Got the win 99-45, to now 14-4. and um, Caleb Robinson led the way, 29.7 steals, 2 assists. DJ Bordley, 23 points, 5 steals, 3 assists, 2 rebounds. Austin Davis, 12 points with 5 rebounds and a steal. Uh, they played without Caleb Thomas last night due to illness, and uh, it's a big win for them. It's going to help them, uh, you know, confidence-wise. Uh, but for them, they got Musselman on Friday. Yeah, I mean, Southern Fulton's definitely not, you know, one of the better teams that Spring Mills is playing, but it was their senior night. So, you know, you got your seniors out there. You're able to get guys scoring. Uh, not having Caleb Thomas, you know, hopefully he's able to go for the Musselman game because that makes a big difference. Didn't make a big difference to them last night, though. Um, but you did what you were supposed to do on your senior night. That's a good win for Spring Mills. Musselman, though, will play you tough. I mean, we already seen Martinsburg, you know, force overtime against this team. It seems like Musselman's getting better, so that should be an interesting matchup. They still scored 99 points last night, even without Thomas. That just shows the difference in the levels that Southern Fulton and Spring Mills are. Mars going to be a different story. Musselman's playing really tough right now. It's going to be a great matchup. I'm one day, yeah, I'm one day off. All right. Well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, a revolutionized experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more on their side of this break. Uh, Breaking Shepherd football news. Get an email from uh, SID Chip Ransom at 1150. Uh, they found a new offensive coordinator. Plus, we'll break down Shepard women's and men's hoops matchup tonight at WVU back in action. You're tuning in to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are. 
and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back and forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. The American College of Emergency Physicians recently announced that WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department has once again achieved the Bronze Standard Level 3 Geriatric Emergency Department accreditation. This program recognizes emergency departments that provide excellent care for older adults and have geriatric appropriate equipment and supplies available. Berkeley Medical Center's Emergency Department is one of two geriatric accredited emergency departments in West Virginia. WVU Medicine, leading healthcare here and everywhere. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And, uh... Shepard at 11.50 this morning. We get the email from SID Chip Ransom that hood coach Ernie McCook announced today that Tom Clark has been named offensive coordinator. He replaces Tyler Haynes, who resigned to take the head coaching position at Catawba College in North Carolina. Clark comes to Shepard after serving as the assistant head coach and defensive coordinator at Hampton City College in 2022. He helped the Tigers to a 5 and 5 overall mark. Prior to that, he was the defensive coordinator at VMI from 2015 to 2021. He was promoted to assistant or associate or no, assistant head coach in 2017. Prior to that, he was at William and Mary from 2012 to 2014 and um he coached a few uh, two All-American defensive backs who later played in the NFL. Um, he was the defensive coordinator at William and Mary prior to that from 01 to 03. Uh, and one thing that sticks out to me is he was the defensive coordinator at Liberty University from 2006 to 2011. Why that rings a bell is because head coach Ernie McCook left Shepherds as, as an assistant in that 2000, I believe it was 2009 season where he went to Liberty and he served as the running game coordinator, tight ends coach. So there's the connection right there, guys. Is uh, they coached together for one year at Liberty University in 2009. And he has a connection to the new quarterback potentially in Seth Morgan, the new transfer, having served as defensive coordinator at VMI Bingo. from 2015 to 2021. So you know, there's two kind of connections there where uh, he comes in and could have knowledge obviously coaching with coach McCook and then coaching on the same team that Morgan played for. If he ends up being the starter, we'll have to wait and see how camp goes, but it is an interesting hire because, well, none of those things you mentioned were offense. 
yeah. he's being hired as an offense coordinator. Now, I believe Tyler Haynes was the same way. Yeah, so, I mean, and that worked out fine for Shepard, but also they had Tyson Bajan. So maybe it was more so Tyson or the coordinator. We'll just have to wait and see uh, with the Rams. But I think overall their their offense should be, I think, fine because they have Ernie McCook, who was the offense coordinator for many years under Coach Cater. So he's an offensive-minded head coach. He's an offensive line coach. So, you know, depending on how they want to run their offense, they might have to change some things a little bit. I don't expect them to be as pass-heavy as they have been over the past few years uh, with Bajan at quarterback. And also, Gerald brought up this point, point. I think it makes sense. You know, being a defensive coordinator, he should know what offenses need to do to beat defenses. So... I think that could all transition well. And uh, Shepard still, I think, will be fine next year. But it is going to be a transition year. It's going to be a different style of team. And, you know, obviously they took their time with this hiring. And uh, we'll see how it works out. But, you know, this guy that's coached a lot of football at different levels of college. So it seems like a pretty good hire to me. And we'll see how it works out. I agree. He's been in the business for a while but it's just intriguing that when you look at his history and the coaching tree that he's all been a part of you hear defensive coordinator special teams coordinator head coach for a little bit but you don't hear offensive coordinator and that's what he's been hired for and I I want to know more get an explanation to this process to honestly fear feel more comfortable with the hire that's just my opinion on it hopefully it works out but with a new quarterback coming in in a very crowded quarterback room a new offensive coordinator who hasn't been an offensive coordinator will be interesting I still trust coach McCook and the guys at Shepard but as Nick just said it's going to be a transition year and even a transition year is a pretty solid year I feel like for Shepard compared to other teams, I, I don't expect Shepard to have only like a six-win season. I still expect probably a double-digit win season for this team. But is that enough for after the past few seasons that we've had and been spoiled with is the question. Well, I think we're going to find out a lot more about this coaching staff and, and really what these guys can get out of these players because this is going to be you know, a different era. And, and not that I've ever really questioned that Shepard has good coaches. I think it's pretty obvious that they have good coaches or they wouldn't have three guys that could potentially be going to the NFL. Uh, but I think now that you've lost all those guys and you've lost your quarterback, which is the big thing, like you finding a quarterback is not easy, especially in college, because you don't really know what you're getting out of these high school kids. You're just taking a risk on them and hoping it works out. So, you know, this is not going to be necessarily a great year for Shepard because they might not have a, a quarterback that we know is going to come in and, and lead this team to the same success but you know what can they do to help make things easier for that guy and, and whoever it ends up being it's going to be put in a solid situation even with everything Shepard lost they still have a lot of talent on that roster so you know I think the talent's there the coaching is there still for Shepard to be a very good team but it's definitely going to, I think, bring the best out of these coaches because it's a new challenge for them. And they really have to coach up whoever is the quarterback because they don't have the uh, talent probably that Tyson Bajan had. Yeah, I would believe that that is, that is something 
that is a good point to make and uh we'll learn more about uh the new offensive coordinator in uh tom tom clark i wanted to say tyler clark i was getting tyler <laughs> tom clark mixed up there in my head but tom clark over the next few months and uh maybe we can try to get him on the show and see uh how things if he's able to come on the show but uh we'll have more obviously shepherd news as it comes through uh we'll talk shepherd hoops now as women are in action first tonight at 5 30 we'll have that for you on tv 10 wr and rtv on youtube pregame coverage at 5 p.m they're playing mansfield uh nick made a good point mansfield 2 and 19 on the season uh owen 10 on the road shepherd obviously won. could they get their first win tonight uh, I think there's a good chance. If you're going to win a game, this is the game that you're going to win. Colin brought up that point of them being winless on the road to me uh, before the show, so something's got to give, as Colin and I both were kind of saying. And this is Shepard's last legitimate chance at a win this season, it seems like, at least on paper, right? I mean, anything could happen here down the stretch, but if you're looking at the rest of the schedule and you're looking at teams you could beat, it was a nine-point loss last time on the road. If Shepard's going to win a game this year, this would be the one. So if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will because this should be a pretty competitive women's game at the very least, and Shepard should have a chance to get their first win of the year. And that would just, I think, take a lot of the pressure off of this team because you know Coach Kaufman and now is sitting there and she's 0-21 as a head coach uh, at Shepard. And, and, you know, there's a lot of – pressure probably being felt on her shoulders even though we all knew and she probably expected as well that this would be a tough season you still want to just get that first win out of the way it just you've been waiting you know this long for that so um you know this is the game that Shepard has the best chance to win if they don't win this one it's hard to see them winning another game or winning a game this year but you never know it can happen moving forward as well so you know, this this is a good opportunity for the Rams. Can they take advantage of it? Yeah, and you don't want the entire offseason for your team, your staff, the fans of Shepard to be thinking, when is this team going to win, right? You want them to have some sort of positive expectations in the offseason for this program. And as Nick just said, this on paper is the only game left on this schedule that you can reasonably say that the Shepherd women's team could win. Nine-point loss. Mansfield only has two wins this year, the one to Shepherd, then one to Alliance. And hopefully the Butcher Center can give some needed energy to this women's team that has struggled all year long. But for their sake and for everybody's sake, hopefully they can at least get one win, and it's tonight. Yeah, and uh, Shepard men's will get tip off at seven thirty against Mansfield. Mansfield comes in five and fifteen. They are four and twelve in the conference and one and eight on the road. Shepard comes in eleven and eleven overall, eight and eight in the conference and five and four at home. And uh, it was a close game the last time these two teams played. It was sixty nine sixty four victory for Shepard on the twenty first of January, uh, but. Based upon the records, I feel like Shepard should win this one easily, but who knows? Shepard doesn't win games easily, Spencer. Where have you been? I mean, every game they've played this year has pretty much been close, so uh, they sometimes lose pretty tough, but they, they don't win easily, and it won't be easy necessarily tonight just because of the records, but this is a Shepard team that needs a win. We don't know Daniel McLean, Corley's status since he was not out there for their last game, so 
that's definitely a big question mark for the Rams here tonight. You know, if you have him, then you probably think Shepard can take this one by double digits based on the teams on paper. But if you don't have McLean Corley, this is going to be, you know, a dogfight and should be an interesting game against Mansfield. So I'm intrigued by it, but this is a Shepard team that really needs a win. They're on a little bit of a losing streak. They need to pick another one up here and get back to their winning ways. Yeah, if DMC's out, you don't have a lot of confidence in this team unless Poffenberger or somebody can step up for Shepard. We've seen throughout the season that they've even struggled at home, surprisingly, too. But you need this win. If you don't get this win, it feels like the wheels are falling off for this program, and it's another frustrating season that has been the common theme the past few years, right? get close to 500 you're over 500 you go down you go back up and that's how it's been for the past four or five years and it's tiring it's frustrating you thought at one point this year that it was going to be different and it hasn't been so if you can just stay above 500 and at least play spoiler that'd be enough yeah it would it should be enough tonight and again we'll have the broadcast for you 5 p.m tv 10 wr and rtv on youtube 5 30 tip off for the women's game and around 7.30 tip-off for the men's game. But now let's transition to WVU Hoops. They'll be in action. You can tune in at 6 p.m. on the radio side. 7 p.m. is the tip-off as number 11 Iowa State comes to the WVU Coliseum. And not surprisingly, as it has been, I feel like whenever West Virginia's played a top 25 team, really, in their conference, West Virginia favored by 3.5 in this one. It's at the Coliseum, obviously, that the, the – just the being at the Coliseum is hard to play in, and we saw that on Saturday night. Just the 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 crowd that was on hand for the game, and and you know if WV wins tonight, that gives them a big push going into the tournament. Yeah, to be able to knock big quad off one the win. A number eleven team potentially tonight would be awesome. This team's playing pretty solid basketball, especially at home as of late, led by Eric Stevenson, who the past two home games have. Scored 30-plus points for the first time ever in program history for the Mountaineers. So if he can continue to – we don't even need him at 30. The 20-plus is enough to, I think, get the win tonight. I like that WVU's playing this good emotional basketball. They've been finally able to limit turnovers. Hopefully that continues. And they get a win against Iowa State. It's the first meeting between these two teams this year. Iowa State's a solid program, so it's obviously going to be tough. But I like the chances. I think if WVU wants that uh, position in the tournament that they keep talking about, that they should get a spot and, and they think they could win some games in the tournament, you need to win tonight You know, against a ranked team at home. Uh, that would really help your resume. So I think it's a winnable game, and it's also one that if you're WVU and you want to you know, talk the talk, go out there and get a win against a ranked team. That would really help you. All right, there you go. Once again, the betting line favored three and a half. You can tune into the Mountaineers right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740. 6 p.m. for the pregame coverage from the Mountaineer Sports Network. 7 p.m. will be the tip-off. Uh, if you so choose want to watch that on TV, it is on ESPN2, nationally televised once again for the Mountaineers, and it's not going to be on ESPNU for the first half of the first half, like Saturday's game was. That was kind of weird. 
Yeah, I wasn't happy with that. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store anymore at 360 Hackless Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We come back, we'll talk a little NFL. The Saints are going to meet with Derek Carr, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is going to decide his future in, quote, a darkness retreat, he told the Pat McAfee show yesterday. Uh, I guess we explain what we think it is when we come back or tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the mountain state. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections. Once you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. Rock's grab-and-go is made fresh daily. Grab-and-go, now available at Rock's. Rock's local market. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 and Blinding Lights, I guess. It's a kind of a fitting thing to come back with. Because there'll be no light. So the opposite. Yeah, but it, it's blinding. There'll be no no light. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers, uh, here he is on his weekly appointment on the Pat McAfee Show yesterday, live from Radio Row at the Super Bowl, uh, as he always joins every Tuesday. He talks about uh, if he's going to play next year or not, and how much is it is it legit that he's actually thinking about right, it. Does he reveal what the thing is? A little bit about it, yeah. I don't want to know. I want to try to take a guess first. All right, take a guess. All right, so I thought about... Well, he's going on a darkness retreat. What does that mean? To me, I have a, a theory what it could be, and I think it might be that like he goes to like Alaska or something. Uh, no, well, he's not doing that. And uh, To me, retreat means get away. So yes. he's going to Alaska and darkness... It's I think not it's, Alaska. 
Yeah, he says it's not Alaska, so you're incorrect. He 100% says, like, the first thing they ask, Pat McAfee's well, like, Colin, are you going I to Alaska? explain what it was, and then then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong? But, All right, keep going. You know, he, and he takes a re- march through Alaska during the winter, which is currently it's not Alaska. when it's dark. This was just my theory. But originally I thought it would be Antarctica, any but other they're state. in summer right now. So it's not dark there right now. Yeah. All right. Well, so I don't know where guess? he's going. Yeah, he's going somewhere and just marching through the snow and the cold and the darkness and throwing away his cell phone and losing his mind. That would be very interesting, but that is in fact maybe not get what bear he's grills doing. out there. Uh, that is not what he's doing. Here's what he told the Pat McAfee show yesterday via the Pat McAfee show on YouTube. You normally don't really throw in this time of year. It's Aaron, thought about AJ Hawk. Well, I'm still uh, in the art of contemplation about my future, so I'm. I'm uh, is that real? Are we really contemplating playing football again still? Is that like a heavy, heavy thought? Yeah? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. I still okay. don't know if this is a gimmick or not. I just assume sure because is. the way you've given answers, it's like foregone conclusion. But you have told us numerous times you haven't got through that portion of your decision-making yet. So I, that's just – that seems surprising me right there. That's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, 100%. And that's why I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week and then, uh, you know, to uh, – uh, to take my, uh, you know, my isolation retreat, and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future, and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is is best for me moving forward, and in the highest interest of my happiness, and then uh, and then move forward. What's isolation retreat? We're just going into a cave. Are you not going to talk? You're not going to speak? One of those things? Yeah. Is it just you in Ooh. there? And if you're just in there alone, do you know how many days you're in there? Are you taking an iPad, a book? Are we able to reach you? What? Is there good it's, uh, it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? You going to Alaska? Not Alaska. No, I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Uh, pause here. Four nights. So is that like four four full days of darkness? Or does he just... Go outside, do some things, and then in the night he spends time in the darkness. He doesn't really explain it. Theory that he was going to Alaska because I think it's dark there. Like, oh no, I just lost more than normal right now in the winter time. Shouldn't hit pause. Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences and. It's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months, and it's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Been on his radar for a couple years. For four days. Or is it a cave? Where is It's a a room. It's a little house, yeah. And they just kind of black out the window. Everything's dropped down. And then there's somebody, like, in there administering, like, sounds and what we're going through, options. There's a a two-way mirror. No, like a... Like a little slot that they'll they'll drop in uh, some food for you, but it's uh, what? But it's it's uh, isolation and darkness. My question is, is like, is this legit? Yeah, so is this legit, or is he like how many people are going to get abducted? Uh, Is he just making this man is crazy so that people like don't come to his house? Be weird. You're in a corner. You You lied to me. (laughs) I thought it was a group. I thought it was like a group. We're trying to trying to battle for the toilet in the darkness. So you're so they're the one. So is there a bathroom or you wearing a diaper? Are we done with this? Yeah, we don't. All right. Well, uh, it's still a very interesting situation. Do do we think it's real? First of all, I mean, it sounds like it's real. He has a lot of details there, but I think Aaron Rodgers is crazy, which I think everybody already kind of knew that. Um, But 
in terms of if he's playing football or not next year, we went through this last year. Like, the guy's playing football. Will it be with the Packers? I'm starting to lean toward no, but will he play again next year? I, I think so. Yeah, I don't know why you keep saying that he's contemplating playing football. He's playing football. We, we This know is all a ruse, right? As soon as the season ended, if he was retiring, I feel like th- this is just to keep the limelight on him because he can't well, no, get enough of it. Look, he, he, made, he made a he good can't. point a couple weeks ago. If he was going to retire, he said he would do it after the Super Bowl to give everybody their I limelight. I don't believe that. He needs the limelight. He's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't know. He's done this how many times now? Is this the third straight season? At least, yeah. I think this is the becoming more than Brett Favre. I mean, the only difference is he hasn't actually retired. But yeah, but the the like the beginning of it was the Packers not treating him very well. Now it's not treating him. Now it seems like they're treating him very well. And then when weren't they treating him well? They were paying him how much? They keep starting him as, as soon as they drafted the quarterback. They didn't bench him or get rid of him. To be fair, I mean he has one back to back MVP, so it's hard to bench that guy but heading into this year and he won't win it this year but um i don't know i i think rogers is kind of a drama guy he likes having the intention on him if he didn't he wouldn't you know go on pat mcafee every week and, and say these kind of things just to get more attention so um he got what he wanted he got paid big he's not going to pass up that money I don't care what he says about money not being a big factor. That's the whole reason why he started his complaining in the first place was because he wanted a big contract, and he deserved a big contract. Like, the guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's one of the most talented players to play the game. He's a little bit of a crazy guy. And you know what? Sometimes I guess you got to be a little crazy to have success, but he hasn't had the success of, like, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's crazy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tom Brady, see what he posted the other day? Exactly. He's football crazy. But he posted something crazy the other day. Yeah, let's not get into that. He's becoming an underwear model. (laughs) Why not? All right. Uh, Do we think Derek Carr could be a fit with the Saints? Apparently, he's going to meet with them. Because he's got a couple days. I think he's got a couple days till they might release him. Because I think he's due money on his contract. Within a week or so. Yeah. They either have to trade him or cut him if they don't want to pay him the 40 mil, I think is what it is. Do we think the Saints and Derek Carr could be a good fit? I think it could. Now, the Saints aren't quite what they used to be offensively, but they still have some talent there where Derek Carr could come in, young receiver and Olave. We don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas. He hasn't played in like three years, it feels like. But if he's out there, he could be productive. You still have Alvin Kamara. Uh, the division is wide open with no Tom Brady. So I think there's a lot of good things that could happen if he went to New Orleans. Solid defense. Um, that could be a good spot for Derek Carr. I think there's quite a few spots where he could come in and, and play at a high level, but it's a dome team as well. So there's a lot of benefits to him going to New Orleans and, and could have a lot of success there. I think it makes a lot of sense. I completely agree. I'd put him as the division favorite if uh, the Saints were able to land Carr with Tom Brady now retiring, and we think it's actually a retirement this time around, and he's not going to come back in 35 days or it was until the last time. I I don't know how many days it's been since now, but I I do too. So you don't know how Tampa Bay is going to be. The Panthers are not the best team right now either, and then – 
The Falcons were pretty solid this year, but still, I'd like Carr over any of those teams any day. All right, well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, LeBron James is now the greatest of all time in scoring points. He now holds, uh, he breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for most NBA all-time scoring. Uh, We'll talk about that. The Wizards in action tonight. They just announced, or it just came out, they won't trade Kyle Kuzma. Kevin Durant also staying in Brooklyn. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Hello, this is Mark Sutton of the Sutton & Janelle Law Firm. The right attorney can make all the difference in your case. That's why you should call Sutton & Janelle. We have been serving clients in West Virginia and Maryland since 1999. Family law, DUI, criminal defense, and personal injury. Sutton & Janelle works hard to obtain a favorable outcome for you at a reasonable rate with affordable payment options. Sutton & Janelle values your rights and is passionate about your success. Contact us today at suttonandjanelle.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. That last night, courtesy of TNT and NBA on TNT, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar looking on as LeBron James becomes the NBA's all-time leading scorer, 38,388 points. That at the end of the third quarter with 10.9 seconds left, and they basically pause the game, which right thing to do here. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of, obviously, this is a record that we didn't, necessarily expect to be broken anytime soon but by lebron obviously he's played for the long 
long time, and he's continued to score, you know, around 25 points per game over the course of his 20-year career. So it was starting to become expected that he would do this heading into the season. And, uh, you know, it's definitely cool to see. But you also got to consider, you know, Kareem did not shoot threes. He was a center, and I don't even think they had the three-pointer in the NBA when he played. That was my thought, was like, yeah. so you need to take that away and – you know he still has the the most unstoppable shot in all basketball the skyhook that's never been repeated for some reason you know nobody else has really developed that kind of move so uh you know where do you rank lebron all time as always the debate i don't think this record puts him ahead of anybody necessarily um you can argue if you want to that LeBron is the greatest player of all time and i think you do have a fair argument i mean he may end up being the leader in most of the major categories uh, when it's all said and done because he's going to play for a long time and he's played at a high level for a very long time, but you don't see that very often. So the argument can be made. I still think Jordan is because of the record in the finals to me matters, but 10 straight finals appearances for LeBron James, uh, you know, still my number two and then Kareem's my number three. But, I mean, you could really – make an argument for all those guys because you also got to consider Kareem played four years of college because he you know had to uh and LeBron didn't go to college so that's four more years where Kareem could have played in the NBA and racked up even more points so that does make you make a good point there yeah it's still a great accomplishment for him not going to take anything away from LeBron James a legendary player in the NBA and I, I agree with Nick I still put Jordan over him just because of championship success that LeBron even though he does have a few rings doesn't have as many as Jordan and I I still feel like Jordan was more dominant than LeBron even though LeBron at times has been very dominant and a great player but other than this accomplishment we haven't seen him accomplish anything else as a Laker he won a championship in the bubble still won it but he hasn't won another playoff series besides that no, that's true. I mean, look, we talked about how the Lakers have kind of mismanaged their franchise, and part of that's because LeBron has, you know, Orkers and Rob Polinka didn't really control the franchise very well. But, you know, I think overall still you got to appreciate what LeBron James has done. Uh, we don't know how many more years he's going to play. So it is, you know, pretty cool to see this record fall and, I think the NBA is better when LeBron's team is in the mix. So you hope that the Lakers yeah. are in the mix yeah. because it just makes things more interesting. Whether you love him or you hate him, he's somebody to root against or for. And he still has that status, but it's almost like you've forgotten about it because the Lakers haven't been in the mix the past couple of years. Yeah, that is a great point. And uh, trade deadline is this afternoon. No, tomorrow afternoon. I was pulling a call and I thought it was Thursday. <laughs> Days get mixed together when you've been working every day. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the trade deadline tomorrow, KD won't be moved from the Nets. And just coming out via the Athletic is that the Wizards don't plan to move Kyle Kuzma. They're back in action tonight. They host the Hornets, favored by four in this one, according to the sports books. And maybe they'll have Bradley Beal back along with Kuzma. We'll see how things go, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. And uh, tonight we'll have Shepard Hoops on TV 10, WR and RTV on YouTube, 5 p.m. the pregame, 5.30 tip-off for women, 7.30 the tip-off 
for men's. And then on the radio side, beginning at 6 p.m. with the pregame coverage for the Mountaineers from the Mountaineer Sports Network. 7 p.m. tip-off between WVU and number 11, Iowa State, which you can tune into on 106.5 FM, AM 740. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern, Gerald Wright. Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Police saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for Shepherd Hoops and tomorrow on another edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 Martinsburg.